Hello everyone, my name is Gabriel Sansiglo. I'm a developer and game developer from Brazil, and you are listening to Sega Lounge. Welcome to the Sega Lounge, where we celebrate our love for all things Sega, including the games, the music, and the community. I'm your host, KC. Join me as I talk to different guests and learn more about their projects and passion for Sega. Hello and welcome to the Sega Lounge. We're back with another episode, and I'm delighted to have you listening in. I hope you've been doing well. I hope you've been enjoying the latest few episodes of the Sega Lounge and enjoying some of the newest games or DLC we've had for Sega games, like the DLC for Sonic Frontiers, Sonic Origins Plus, and even C-Smash VRS. It's been a while since we've talked about this, so I think it's about time to give an update on the top 10 countries with the most listeners of the Sega Lounge this season. Let's give it up for number 10, Australia, number 9, Spain, hula, number 8, Canada, a number 7, Saudi Arabia, wow, number 6, Germany, number 5, France, number 4, Portugal, number 3, Japan, number 2, the UK, and still at number 1, the USA. Yay! A special mention to newcomers, I think, Venezuela, Belarus, and Panama. Welcome to the lounge. And on that multinational note, it's time to talk about this week's guest. This week, I'm joined by a Brazilian developer, Gabriel Sansigulu, head of Neuromage Studio and creator of Red Moon Lost Days, a narrative experience for the Sega Saturn. Listen on as Gabriel shares his background as a gamer and his love for storytelling and suffers through this week's challenge. <laughs> Hello, Gabriel. Welcome to the Sega Lounge. Uh, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be to be able to participate of the podcast. Oh, it's my pleasure to have you. Very nice to meet you. How are you? Doing I'm great? I'm fine. Uh, have released a game past month and ever since... It, past month? No. <laughs> past three months. <laughs> the time flies. <laughs> and been doing all of other projects, small projects and... It's kind of uh, free. <laughs> so free and busy at the same time. Yes. It's, yes. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of a, uh, unload a heavy weight on my back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I imagine that that must be how it feels like when you release uh, a game after working on it for so long, right? Yes. It's a, it was... It, it was long mainly because it's the the game uh, I'm mainly talking about Red Moon Lost Days was not the mm-hmm. main project I have been working on for this 
this story. The, there was other game called Red Moon of April for mm -hmm. PlayStation Vita, which um, was talk was made in past it. So if you sum the two games, it's almost four years of development because wow. the game is the same setting, same assets. It's kind of the same game because it continues the story. So mm -hmm. I have been developing the same game for almost four years. Wow, that's that's a long time, <laughs> yes. and I'm 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 sure we'll we'll talk about more. I'll talk more about this, but I want to start from the very beginning, Gabriel. So you're you're from Brazil, which we all know is a Sega loving country, <laughs> right? Yes. Uh, and so tell us about it. Are were you always a big Sega fan? Uh, were you a big uh, gamer growing up? It's kind of funny because I was not a Sega fan during my childhood. The Sega was huge, is technically is huge in Brazil. It's, I, I found it amazing. You can go to Walmart and literally buy a Mega Drive today, 2000. And so <laughs> it's not the same Mega Drive. It's not the Kartig one. It's the the one chip models that has game mm -hmm. on memory, but you can still buy Master System and Mega Drives on stars. But I was Amazing. not a Sega guy. I grew up with mainly Nintendo consoles, but the old Nintendo consoles, I not had the newest console by the time. For example, when my childhood, I am 96, my childhood, all of my friends had PlayStation, but I had uh, SNS. Okay. SNS, no, sorry, uh, NES. NES, yeah. Uh, later, I will I get a PlayStation Two back in the, my and kind of the same time what other guys had in a PlayStation Two. So I not had the consoles, the older consoles at the time, but I have played a lot on emulators. My childhood mm -hmm. uh, gamer experience was mainly on computers playing. Uh, Game Boy Advance, Game Boy, SNES, Mega Drive on emulators. Yeah, Only on yeah. the past six years where I have working on, as a programmer, I had money so I could buy the games that I didn't have on the childhood. And it was on that time that I make uh, start to be in love with Sega, mainly the Sega Saturn and Dreamcast consoles. Okay, that's interesting. Five years. Yeah, very interesting. So I assumed that you were, as most people, I don't know if most people, as many people in Brazil, a big Sega fan growing up. But that it's, was not the case. I, I would <laughs> say it's like um, the past two generations past was our Xbox and PlayStation mm -hmm. 3 uh, rivality. On Brazil, mm -hmm. we had a huge in the US, I know it's kind of, there was a kind of rivality in SNES and Mega Drive. In Brazil, it was huge too. We had even mm -hmm. uh, a rivality on the generation past that, the 8-bit generation with the mm -hmm. Mega Drive and with the SNES and, and Master System. Master System, Master System yeah. was very huge in Brazil. We had games in Portuguese, for example, the the RPG Fantasy Star, we had in, mm -hmm. part in Brazilian and, and had an RPG, the long story-driven game on Portuguese 
was huge mm-hmm. on that on that time. So the yeah. Sega uh, ma- mainly thanks to Tectoy were was able to create a, a a history on Brazil. But the that generation of Sega fans on Mega Master System and Mega Drive was more a generation past mine. I'm a '96 guy, so my mm-hmm. childhood console was technically a PlayStation. Okay. PlayStation okay. One. Yeah, PlayStation One. Yeah, excellent. Okay, so Gabriel, um, you you got into gaming early. Not really what I expected, but you you were a gamer early in your life. How did you get into game development? Ever since I was a kid, uh, I am uh, grow up with parents who work on, with computers. Uh, both my parents are work on the Brazilian had work on Brazilian National Space Search Institute, the, the the equivalent of NASA from Brazil. And I have grown up with computers in-house. So ever since I was a kid playing emulator, I knew the concept of programming from my parents and knew that games were made by programmers. But I have no idea how they make it. But I had this concept in mind and ever since I was a kid where using computers learning from how to use computers back in when I was very little kid I knew the idea that someone make games because I knew how what was programming the concept and when I started to get in on uh, teenager, I start to search on internet how games were made, like what you use for making a game, and ever since I was a uh, teenager, I have been kind of liking the concept of game developing. I had, mm-hmm. when my when I was teen, using making games with the RPG maker, the, yeah. the programming. Mm-hmm. Since the first versions, I never, I have released games for it, but I have lost on the time, mainly because the RL RPG Maker forums died, <laughs> so they were yeah. all there. <laughs> but the the idea that the there was a programming on the on my computer that could make games had fascinated me ever since I was a teenager, and after that I grew up and started studying. Uh, I made. Uh, I have a long history of uh, studying computing. I have made the uh, technician degree. It's the mm-hmm. high school, but with the half half of the time, with learning um, a, a course. It's the three years of the high school, but in the morning you take the normal classes, in the afternoon you take the specialization classes it's mm-hmm, a three-year mm-hmm. course i had made that with the computing after that i mean i go uh, i went to college also studying computing and after that i made the master de- i went to a master degree for applied computing and now i i am working on the same institute in all the time i had been on the college Specifically, I had met a friend, Kaique, who was a game developer, which for me, for the time, it was a concept that I, 
it was my teenager self to do it. And one thing he said to me it has bugged me ever since now remember that he said the most difficult part of making a game is a programming. And you are already a programmer. So why you not have give a try to make a game? And yeah. ever since I started making games, it, this was 2017. And I have started making games. And ever since that, uh, like 2019, I, I was already started the game in Red Moon of April, which is was the prequel to the Red Moon Lost Days. And one thing uh, popped into my mind that was why I cannot make games for other consoles. Okay. For the time I started doing Red Moon of April for Game Boy Advance, a console which I would say it's my childhood most played console. I don't had a Game Boy Advance, but I play a lot on the on, on emulator. Yeah. And a game that marked me a lot on the time it was the RPG as Pokemon Ruby. Specifically uh-huh. because I had the opportunity to play the game in Portuguese. There was a room hack which mm-hmm. had translated the game. But, uh, on that time, my childhood, I couldn't uh, enjoy RPGs mainly because they are story focused and my English was very bad for the time and I couldn't understand mm-hmm. what was going on. And had a RPG simple as Pokemon in Portuguese was huge to make me uh, a fan of the genre. Mm-hmm. And I started to make a Game Boy Advanced game. It was a complete disaster. I almost <laughs> did a start menu and a, a walking point. But the idea that what is a retro game development it had me, make me had entered in my mind and never left uh, ever since. Mm-hmm. The idea that a game made for an older console, it's like a code game. There is no uh, uh, user interface to help the development. It's just a code and compile and run emulator to try to make anything move. <laughs> and that was the, the whole origin story, I would say. Was was that the, the reason why you wanted to develop uh, games for, for retro consoles or... That was the start. That, like the challenge or the, anything it, else? It was the challenge. It was not the... I would say the Sega Saturn was the challenge, and I will uh, explain that later. It mm-hmm. was most of the idea that I would like to try. I would okay. like to try to make a game for it. Because on the time I was making games in Python, a uh, programming language, it mm-hmm. was very simple. I was not challenged programming-wise to do it. But I had this in my mind that I would like to try. Okay. Uh, for the Sega Saturn was the challenge. I would say it was 2019, uh, three years after that. And I had, it was the COVID pandemic. I was, uh, I had to travel with my parents to uh, a countryside house we we have. And it was, I was working from there. The the work was uh, 100% remote. And in April, on that time, I was, there was, uh, there was this, 
uh, I was already a game developer. I had already made games, and there was a, a game jam that I had uh, organized to make a game from in two, one week, and the game was to the they had the two teams game jam make a game with the concepts of mystery and breakups. And okay. <laughs> for I, on that time, I had to watch a documentary about the Sega Saturn, and it was on that on that month I had already fall in love with the Sega Saturn. The idea of this console, the Sega Ten Tempt on the thirty two bit generation, I had fallen in love with the with the Sega Saturn. Later, I can talk about why I love Sega Saturn, but the the idea of the development was. Everyone I heard about uh, game developing history and the, why Sega failed both the 32-bit generation was because Sega Saturn was hard to develop. And I had bugged that in my mind and was a challenge. Why I don't try to make a game for the Sega Saturn? Why do I don't challenge myself to make a game for this console that everyone on the internet say it's the harder console to make games for? <laughs> and 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 that when what's a pandemic what was a pandemic uh, challenge become okay. my <laughs> falling love with the developing for the Sega Saturn. That's great. That's great. Yeah, that's a great project. Then so that's how you you started developing for the Sega Saturn. So tell us a little bit more about um, Red Moon. So this is like a, a series, right? Uh, a, or at least like a, a, a story. It's, uh, that it's, that gets told uh, through these games, right? It's a series, but I would not uh, tag it as it uh, as as it uh, sequel games. Let me uh, mm -hmm. rephrase that better. Uh, these stories that I told on Red Moon of April and Red Moon Last Days was already made from in, in games ever since I started to develop in series in 2018. There was a game I start. It was the first game I had started to develop in ever since I literally became uh, the hobby of game development become the ma my main hobby. Mm -hmm. it, the, it was a game called Nightfall Riot. On that time, the game was called uh, Last Words. It was a game about uh, a sci-fi uh, uh, which passed in 2032 and was a, a mecha game. It's the same universe that I tell game uh, the stories of Red Moon of April and Red Moon mm -hmm. of Days. But on that time, I drafted the whole game and started developing, but I, I have put the project in pause on 2019 and I had to I had uh, continued that universe story on another game. It was the Red Moon of April. And I completed the story on the game, start to finish. And Red Moon Lost Day, the game what I'm talking about mainly, was a DLC from the Red Moon of April. The game started as a DLC. But on the middle range of the development, I had an uh, artist who worked with me on the game, and I was waiting for his final assets. 
and I started developing the Red Moon Lost Days. In that time, it was 2019, I had already released a game for the Sega Saturn. What The first game I have released on Sega Saturn, which I had talked the story on your last question, was called yeah. The Lighthouse of São Bento do Oeste. It's yes. a Portuguese name. <laughs> That's also a, a mystery RPG game, right? It's more of an adventure. The okay. RPG, my game, my RPG takeaway was mainly on Red Moon Lost Days. Okay. But the, this game was a narrative adventure like. And ever since I had released the game, I made a game on two weeks for the game jam. I, it had bugged me in my mind the concept of retro development and the idea that all the retro developers continue pro developing for the consoles they like, mainly because they had already a code made for it. So anything I do, I did after uh, the Lighthouse of Sombe and West, I could use part of the code I made. So it would be a shortcut to release a new game for for that console. So I had this challenge on my challenge, not the word. I had this, this, this desire of mine to mm -hmm. make a game, a Red Moon game for the Sega Saturn, which the, on that time was my favorite console. So okay. I had to, I had finished the Red Moon of April game. I, I was just waiting for the assets, the final assets. And I had that, the story, the, I had the desire to make this game for the Sega Saturn. Port it would not be so much interesting, mainly because you could play on, on the other version. So I decided to make a new story, a Red Moon experience on the Saturn. So I chose to, to tell a, a parallel history from mm -hmm. the game on the Saturn. It was, the I would say, the main narrative inspiration for the game was the DLC for The Last of Us. The Last of Us main game has this story DLC, the Left Behind. There yeah. was a story for Ellie. And that idea fascinated me. The main game and the small game with uh, the same engine, same mechanics, same everything. Same universe. Same universe, yeah. but other story. And uh -huh. a standalone game. Yeah. And that was the, my main goal from Red Moon Lush Days, to tell okay. another story on the same universe, same character, same, same uh, uh, timeline, but another mm -hmm. experience, something like a new game for the same series. But okay. I not... Uh, ever since the beginning of developing, I had in my mind that I would not like to rename the game to mainly because I would not like to someone who not played the Red Moon of April game to not, uh, not be able to enjoy the, the game. So I decided to give a new name, The Lost okay. Days. So uh, people can enjoy this one even if they hadn't played uh, yes. the, the first one. Uh, and, and the numbers I had on the download page... Uh, show them most of the people don't have played the Red Moon of April. <laughs> and I'm completely fine. Uh, anyone play what they yeah. think they like. But this this ended up becoming like a, a two CD game for the Saturn, right? Yes. So it's like the, not, not a small game. 
And if we're thinking about it as a DLC, not a small DLC. Uh, I would say it's not a small narrative game. The main game, Redmore of April, had two and a half hours, two, three hours gameplay. And Redmore Last Day had one hour and 20 minutes, almost mm -hmm. like. It's like uh, it's one third to one half of the of the length of the game, but mm -hmm. the it to see this story is kind of a funny, funny. I uh, it's a funny trivia because the game has not two CDs because of the of the size. The okay. two CDs were um, almost uh, less than half of the size. It had two CDs because of the the programming limitations. The engine. Uh, that I use, it's C and the uh, Joe engine, had that you could not uh, add too much content. The Sega Saturn is a very, I would say, the hard to program for Sega Saturn is kind of true. It's hard to program mainly because of the limitations. Sega Saturn mm -hmm. is a mm -hmm. one megabyte uh, uh, console without the memory expansion but we do not have uh, support for memory, the memory cards expansions yet on the engine. So it's a one mega console, which I had the 700 megabytes on the CD was very challenging to use it because the code on memory to make the game run already has a size on the, on the memory. So I had to, for example, when I show an uh, image on the background in a narrative text on the, on the screen, every time I change the background image, I had to erase from memory and add a new one. And we, because if I not do that, the game crashes. This memory, okay. the memory do not hold too much too yeah, background image at the same time. So it was very difficult to make the whole length of the game, the ten chapters, on the one CD because on on a, I was nearly uh, chapter eight, the game do not start to make buggies. The text from other chapters start to popping up on random places on the chapter one. The image, uh, the game not had loads because I only use memory. So, so you play the game, you start to finish. There is no load screen. And mm -hmm. the the to make a game with the RPG sections that you can walk, the RPG part of the game and the soundtrack uh, had too much space on the memory. So I had to make a decision. I make a game without soundtrack, without the RPG parts, or I'll make two CD, CD disc games. You spread it across two CDs, so you divide yes. it into two CDs, yeah. Uh, Content-wise, it would easily... It would fit, fit, on fit one just one, right? Yeah. I had the, uh, the limitations behind the, the Sega Saturn uh, made you decide to divide it into two... The, the limitations of the Sega Saturn and my programming skills limitation. I have talked okay. to a Sega Saturn developer on the, I don't know if it was Sega Extreme uh, Discord or other Sega Discord. And it, uh, he taught me that if I was very uh, 
programming retro game developer programming experience, I couldn't make it fit using okay. uh, comprised image. And if I give the game more time to work, I probably could make it, make it in one CD game. But mm -hmm. on that time, I had already finished doing the game. I was nearly the last chapter to publish the game. It was almost over. And the idea to make a two CD games, because of the when I was publishing the game, the physical uh, release was not a concern of mine. I, I knew almost everyone would make, will or burn the CD or add to a ODE, uh, optical drive emulator. So the, or emulated. So make a two CD games was not a big of deal. It's, I'm not a big company who lost money because I'm making two CD games not on uh, one uh, one CD game. And my decision was mainly because I could release this game on January, January uh, 2013, or I could release three months, four months, six months later on one CD. And I decided that I would like to release... Uh, First, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I was already uh, tired of making it. Yeah, it was a long and maybe, journey. Maybe you can use this new knowledge uh, when you start developing a new project, a new game. Yes, right. Yes. So let's leave it at that, and then maybe try this new this new technique in a in a different project in the future. Yes, yes, and the the idea that ooh, it I, I was already it was already past page. Uh, I was not on the the idea of continuing developing the game. Uh, ever since I started to make game development, uh, one thing that uh, my friend said to me uh, that I have kept kept it ever since is that finish a game, it's good for for you because you can pass it and start a new project ever because if you start to if you continue to work on something you will never finish it if you you will find something you would like to redo to remake to rewrite to reprogram and you will never finish you will yeah. have to draw a line to finish something and start a new one if you found problems and you don't think you can solve them in a short period of time. Mm -hmm. There's nothing you can do in, in a short yeah, that, period of time. That's something that every every time I have a, a game developer on the show, they all say the same thing. So if it's up to the developer, the game will never be finished because it's, there's always something else to add, something else to, to fix, to improve, new ideas. So you have to draw a line at some point and say, no, no. This is it. It's it's done. <laughs> Let's move on to the next thing, right? Yes. Okay. Very good. That's nice. That's and thank you for sharing uh, <laughs> that information and, and like like that insight into how the development process went. Um, when it comes to the the story and the, this universe of Red Moon, uh, would you like to tell us? And, and for people who haven't yet experienced any of the games. Uh, what can they expect? What kind of story is this? What kind of universe is this? Uh, of course, uh, Red Moon 
universe stories, I, I would like to point out that the two games had shared the name Red Moon because of the universe they are talking about, but the both games are part of the, uh, I would say, bigger series, which I call Metal Knight Stories. Mm-hmm. All of the games I make on this uh, mecha universe, I call Metal Knight Stories. There was also a Game Boy game, what's the first game I made for a retro console, which is called yeah. If. It's also mm-hmm. a Metal Knight Stories. It's a 10 minutes Game Boy game, okay. but uh, it's also on the same universe. The The idea is that the, the game uh, on February 2008 in 2019, there was a, th- a third war, world war. Mm-hmm. This world war was between United States of America and China, and China won that war. And that war was that war featured Mech Max, uh, what's in this universe is called Metal Knights, bipedis uh, okay. ro- pa- operated uh, pilot machines. And this world, after the China won the the Third World War, was divided into nations. The the was once time United States had formed a new nation. And the other the regions on the the world form nations like United Europe, Great China, and the Japan Japan has another Japan Federation. The United States had created a new uh, a new nation with the Mexico, Brazil, and the other South America countries mm-hmm. called Atlantic Community. And this world was. M- these five nations make a deal and to not use metal knights again. Mm-hmm. But this deal was was mainly kept to, to for, uh, formally. So mm-hmm. the game, uh, the story of, of both Red Moon of April and Red Moon Last Day uh, Involved around two characters, the Kohime Togashi, a Japanese girl who was born on on Middle East, which in this this world was the frontier of the the Great China and United Europe, and had grown up in this on the on the Third War battlefield. The battlefield of China and USA was on the Middle East, and mm. the whole game, uh, the whole Red Moon of April game, revolves around that story of these two girls, Kohimi and Kyo. On that time, on that period, the pre and post war World War Three, and Red Moon Last Day is a sequel to Red Moon of April story wise. It, and it talks about Kyo, uh, one of the your friends on the last game, and her story on how she becomes a on how she becomes a great general, a metal knight pilot, and how she went on a journey to Egypt to find her uh, missing general friend. Mm-hmm. 
Now, this story is a sci-fi story about these pilots on this world uh, with mechs and uh, country conflicts in this verge of a new world war because all the big nations had metal knights besides the pact they made to not uh, yeah. attack each other. But they Even though they, had... they said they wouldn't use them, but they are still using them. Yes. Right? Yeah. Okay. So why did you go with... So this is a, a narrative, as you said, uh, a story-driven uh, game. Um, why did you go with this type of experience for this this story as well and this this experience for for the Saturn for the PS Vita why did you choose this on the when i was baking the game that i would say uh, create this whole universe i thought the one game I, I i had played that i would say literally make me want to make games was persona 4 on the PS2 okay I had nice. played the game on 2018 on the release on the year of the release the Persona 5. I had played the 4 mm -hmm. and that game uh, on that time it stuck into my mind and it was my favorite game from the from from a lot of years. And I kept that idea that uh, make a game narratively and uh, narrative based and and it's a RPG like, but not with so much of the old RPG elements and more the narrative immersive scene elements. And that's stuck into my mind for for almost five years. And it was my go-to uh, genre to make a uh, uh, this kind of game. I like the Persona 4 and I would like to... Uh, on that time, I, I that was my horizon to make a narrative game. And when I start to make Redmond of April and after that start to make Redmond Lost Days, the, the idea to continue what I had been doing was my main reason to continue doing so. So I spent the past five years doing mainly visual novels and visual novels with RPG elements mainly because what, what is, was what I, I dream like to make on that time. Okay, okay. So story was very important. You wanted to make like a story driven yes. experience. Uh, yes, right? I would like, I would I would say literally my main goal Gaming developing is to tell stories. Okay. And tell stories in true games. Excellent. That's a great, a great goal, great objective. <laughs> Very good. So, uh, Gabriel, uh, we, we're going to take a quick break soon, but I wanted to ask you a question. So, you said you didn't really grow up exactly with Sega, but you have experienced many of their games and games on, on consoles like the Saturn and the Dreamcast. So if you had to choose 
maybe two or three games as your favorite Sega games, what would they be? My favorite game today is a Sega game. It's Sakura Wars 2 from our Sega Saturn. Nice. Um, Unfortunately, the game is not in English yet, but the, yes. I, they had a team working on. So in, in one or two years, we will have this possible to play from start to finish in English. But there is the uh, translation on the game facts with the whole text of the game. I have played in that way. And even though I played on that way, I have fallen in love with the story. It's my favorite game of all times. And so I would say Sakura was true. Mm -hmm. For other Sega game, I'm very in love of. It's not an old Sega game. It's kind of old Sega game. It's the Yakuza series. I am in love yes. with the Yakuza series. I have played almost all games, and I love that series. And for the third one, I would say Chemui. It's kind of uh, Yakuza-like, but nice. I love that. I have not played on that time, Yak uh, the Shemui. I was not, was not uh, into the that narrative style game, but the animated series from 2009. I don't know the year. Uh, yeah, 2021, I think. 2021. Or, or even last year, I can remember. Was it I can't remember either. Ooh, <laughs> but time flies, so it's not long, long, not long ago. <laughs> but the Shemu animation had yeah. made me fall in love with that story, and I would say for any, everyone who liked the game but have not given the opportunity to play, I would say watch the animation and then play the game if you think you like. Uh, I would yeah. say that animation is quite amazing. Mm -hmm. and you will like more the story mm -hmm. I can, uh, have you have you played the games after watching yes. the animation yeah the, okay. only the first one i i need okay. to play the second one and the third yeah but you uh should. it's you on should. my my backlog to play your backlog yeah you should shenmue is my favorite game of all time you Definitely. like the first or the second one I, I, I like the first one a little bit more, although I do think that the second one is a better game. But uh, it has something, it's a little bit of a nostalgic feeling. Uh, to it. And like the, the setting of the, the small town um, is, is, is more appealing to me. But I, I do understand that Shenmue 2 is bigger. It's a better game. It improves on the, the first one. But I, uh, I am very fond of the first one. I have debated that with my friends. He he also liked the, the two the two games. And the what we debated was kind of the the Shemui series, mainly the first two games. I have not played the third one to have opinion in, on it. But the second one, this the story seems to walk to move faster. The, you seem to have progress on the story. On the first one, I think it's more like an experience of the of the hero trying to find something. And the second mm -hmm. one, you you the progress of the story seems to move more. I don't know if you. I think I think it's the fact the that you can you can uh, advance time uh, when, for example, if you know what you need to do or where you need to go or whoever you need to meet. 
and maybe they tell you that it's happening tomorrow in the afternoon. So you have the option of not wait in the in the world, in the game's world, but you can advance time to that specific moment when you are meeting that character. So in the first one, if they tell you, oh, something's happening tomorrow night, you have to really wait until tomorrow night in the game. You have to live your life as Rio and do everything that you usually do and wait for the next day. So I think that's probably something um, that, um, that that's why it feels that way. That, that, uh, that's something. Maybe, maybe. But but one thing that still pop uh, still bugging me is the I think the the Hong Kong setting and the mm -hmm. the whole story that happened in Hong Kong. Yeah. For me, the the idea to make the to meet the four. Oh, I, I forgot the names. I know the story of the, the second game mainly because of the the, wood. the, the four pieces uh, seems the, like the more yeah. more more narrative normal mm -hmm. differs from the first game which is more like I would say the first game is more like you experience the life of Euro and the second game is more like the story of Rio finding out the who the man the man who killed her fa his father and and moved to Hong Kong. It, it's more like a normal yeah uh, movie, and the first one is more like a episode. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, like like a life sim in a in a in yes a way, right. So it's it, it, yeah, I agree. I do agree. Yeah. So after the first game. And uh, Shenmue 3 is the same thing. You're you're feeling like because he lives uh, in that that town, and mm -hmm. at the end of the first game, he leaves that place to go to another uh, country, and so you you are experiencing something very very different, and it makes sense. But it, I I do understand what you're saying. It's the, pa it's, the pace it's a lot of the different. game is different. Yeah, 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 definitely. Definitely, and maybe maybe it was also something that they wanted to do as a way to improve the experience because many people, uh, for some reason, uh, complain that the first game is a little bit slower, which I I do understand. Um, I do understand that too. Yeah, I I I like it, but I, I understand. I, I like <laughs> it that way, but I understand it's from the yeah. from every standard. I would say it's is a narrative slow game it's not a mm -hmm, fast mm -hmm. game you and in, in i would say it's a game that you will enjoy more if you play from short periods of time like uh one hour Maybe. per day i would say you will probably enjoy more the game Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe, yeah. Uh, sure. it, it, uh, sorry for uh, sorry for long the Shenmue talk. No, 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 no. Nef <laughs> never, never apologize for talking about Shenmue. It's, I'm, <laughs> I'm always happy to discuss Shenmue. Yeah, and it, we have to also understand that it was a game released uh, at a different time as well. Yes, a long time ago, where uh, we and we were younger as well. The, the the people who experienced the game when, when it released. The, we were younger, gamer, we had more time. And now yes. we're more used to like fast paced games and, and, and the, gamer, the gamer the uh, gamer I forgot the word in English. 
the the gamer uh, shared uh, knowledge of the games on that era mm -hmm. was uh, was different from today's. Yeah. From today, from today's standards, even uh, Yakuza, which is a beat 'em up with a little bit inspired by Shemui, it's like a slow game from from a few mm -hmm. standards. Mm -hmm. And Shemui in Yakuza is very fast story than Shemui, but the, on that time, games like that on Japan was not such a big of a deal that is playing Shamway today. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Okay, Gabriel, it's time to do something else. Okay. okay. So... When someone comes on the show, they have to go through something I like to call the Sega Lounge Challenge. Now that you know our guests, it's time to put them to the test. It's the moment we've waited for and the moment they dread. Welcome to your doom. I mean, welcome to the Sega Lounge Challenge. <laughs> So what is the Sega Launch Challenge? It can be anything I want, but it usually is a series of questions and musical challenges related to Sega. Okay, so okay. We, we usually do something I, I call the ultimate Sega fan challenge. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so don't worry, don't worry. You, you can choose between easy and hard questions. But they are okay. all related to Sega. This is how it works. We have 10 rounds. Some are questions. Some are little bits of songs from Sega games that you have to try to identify. Try to tell me which game they're from. Okay. okay. Uh, so uh, the first round, this is a good way to, to start and see how this works. The first round is a question. So it's up to you to choose if you want an easy question or a hard question. You get one point for a correct answer to an easy question and two points to uh, a correct answer uh, to a hard question. So okay. the, the goal here is to get 10 points. Okay. Okay. So easy or hard. My, my Sega experience is kind of divided <laughs> because <laughs> I, I I had played the main Sega games from almost the four main the five main console. Almost forgot the game here. Uh, uh -huh. The five main console, but my knowledge is mainly focused <laughs> on Saturn and Dreamcast, and not so much on the other ones like the Master System and Mega Drive. But you I never would, know. You never know what 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 you know. What the I, I would try the easy and then the hard one. Okay, so let's go with an easy. We have our uh, professional, real, real, real uh, randomizer that will pick a question at random. No, that's not true. I will pick the question. Uh, <laughs> you are so, the randomizer. <laughs> I am the randomizer. So the question, the first question is from. 
a series that you probably are familiar with. So, have you played Persona 5 yet? Yes. Okay. In Persona 5, what is the name of the group formed by the protagonist and other characters as a way to enter people's hearts? Phantom Chiefs. Phantom Thieves is your answer. Yes. Are you sure? Yes. You're like, yes, yes. <laughs> the silence makes me nervous. <laughs> so no doubts about it. No. This is your final answer. Yes. And your answer is... Correct. Uh, yes. The, the silence made me nervous. I thought <laughs> oh, it was another name. There was another name and I, I was forgetting. Yeah, it's the Phantom Thieves of Hearts, but it's, you know, it's the Phantom Thieves. Phantom Thieves. So it's, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Well done. Good job, Gabriel. Thanks. So one point, one point for this awesome. first question. Good start. Nine, Good start. Nine to go. Yeah. So round number two is a song not a whole song okay i have a 10 second long clip of a song i'll give you a hint these are all from saturn games from sega saturn okay. games okay so this will probably make it a little bit easier so i will give you one point for the game and one point if you can tell me which stage or where in the game? That, 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 uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm 100% sure I would, I would not know the, okay. the stage. But, Let's see. Uh, let, let, maybe. We, we, you never know. Let's see. So I'll, I'll play the first one now. Okay. And you'll let me know if you, if you know this or not. So let's take a listen. I knew the music, and that made me take me more nervous because it's not like a, something I don't know. I knew the music, but it's a Saturn game. Remember, so these are all okay. Saturn games. Even if you don't know where it plays, you can. There, try there to is go a sequel to that Mega Drive game. the 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 game that became the Sega. Symbol besides Sonic, the spaceship one, the spaceship with the wing. I forgot uh, the name. Fantasy Zone. Fantasy Zone. There is not a sequel to Fantasy Zone on Sega Saturn. Yes. Is is that a question or no? No, uh, no. It's a it's a question about this, the Fantasy <laughs> Zone. There is not a sequel to Fantasy Zone uh, on Saturn. Should I answer your question? Uh, no, it's no, not I, related I, to I, the to the music yeah, because the music. I, 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 yeah, I don't think there's a sequel to Fantasy Zone okay. on the Saturn. Okay, but there is a, a a version of Fantasy Zone that was released on the Saturn. Okay, like and a re-release. The the music, I, I even know for sure this, but the music reminds me of it. Mm -hmm. There's a, a re-release called Sega Ages Fantasy. Ah, Zone. the Sega Ages re-release. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Virtual Racing. I'm not. Sure. I'm really not sure. I knew the music, but the, I would go from Virtual Racing. Virtual Racing. Virtual Racing is your final answer, then. Yes. 
with yes. with doubt, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not uh, sure about this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Could be. Could be. Could be. Virtual racing is a is a pretty good game. Yeah. Yes, it's a pretty good game. Yes. Um, is it correct? Is it a correct answer? It is not. Nope, it is not. This was from Nights into Dreams. Nights off. I knew it. <laughs> this is from. For, uh, this is called Paternal Horn from the Spring Valley stage. Yeah. Have you played uh, Nights into Dreams? Yes, I knew the music. Okay. When uh, when yeah. it pops the music, the, the this music challenge is it's kind of painful because sometimes you know the music, <laughs> but the game is. Mix it on your mind and you touch. Yeah. Because like, yeah. if nights pop into my mind, I'm 100% sure it was nights. Yeah. But the it idea didn't. of uh, 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 it was on my mind, what was I was thinking? It's a fantasy game and mm -hmm. a fantasy like soundtrack. So it's mm -hmm. fantasy theme game on the Saturn. And yeah. a lot of series pop into my mind. I, I, I only went to Virtual Racing because it was a game that I would I would see this music on. Okay. Okay. But but it was nice. <laughs> okay. No worries. We have one point. Let's go for the other nine. Let's Round go. three is a question again. So okay. easy or hard? Easy. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. Okay. I think it's best to play it safe. Yes. Okay. Uh, let's go with, with this one. What is Kazuma Kiryu's tattoo in the Yakuza series? A dragon holding a ball with the... I forgot the kanji on the ball. Uh, with peace or love... I forgot. It's a dragon tattoo holding a bow. A dragon. <laughs> the short answer. The, the silence is making you doubt yourself. Is it? No, it no. was. No, no. <laughs> it's like, like that. It's part of the challenge. It's part of the challenge. So it's like 50% answers and 50% dealing with me. <laughs> it's a dragon tattoo. It's a dragon holding mm -hmm. a bow. In the kanji on the ball, it's love or I don't know if it's love rolling, but it's a dragon holding mm -hmm. a ball. Okay. Okay. So that's your final answer, right? Yes. No doubts about it? No. Okay. Okay. So you, you went very, very deep and in, in, in detailed in, in your answer. Um, your answer is correct. One point. Yes, it's a dragon uh, holding a pearl. A pearl. It's a pearl. pearl. It's it's a huge it's a pearl. <laughs> it's a huge it's kind pearl. of a huge pearl. Yes, there is a kanji uh, on the, I don't on know the what pearl. The, I don't know what what it means. The, that I, I will I will look it up. And that's probably a, a good question for a, a future challenge. <laughs> the, I, I had I had lucky because. Uh, Yakuza and Persona are 
fa- my favorite Sega, one of my favorite Sega series. I would say my top five favorite series is Sakura Wars, Persona, Yakuza, Shimigami Tensei, and Resident Evil. Okay. Okay. Nice. So you got lucky. You got yes. Lucky. But round th- round four or four. Okay. So we ha- you got another point. That means two points. But round four is another music challenge. Okay. Let's see if you can tell me where this is from. Strong for Go Fighter. Okay. Oh, that was quick. Very quick answer. But I, I really don't know what stage is. It, it's kind of cheating, and I only say Virtual Fighter and be Virtual Fighter 2 and War 1. <laughs> yeah, so uh, you have to be specific. Okay. Which one? There is a, there is a same music on the 1 and 2. No, I have no idea. I only played the first. <laughs> uh, not not completely. I do believe that there are songs that uh, are in the in both games, but not everything is from the, the is, is in the in both uh, games. I will bet on the Virtual Fighter one. Mm-hmm. Why? Well, no, I don't play the two. <laughs> I would say the best is best to bet the one. Don't mm-hmm. know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. What what stage? So usually the the stages are associated with characters. I know. Uh, so which which stage would this be from? I forgot the protagonist's name. <laughs> tell the, tell me what you remember about the, the that character. The protagonist, so the protagonist like Akira. Uh, Akira. Akira. Team. Okay. okay. And so you think it's Virtua Fighter 1 or 2? 1. 1. Final answer. Yes. I can lock it in then. Yes. Yes. Okay, so this is called Black Cat Moon. And it's not Akira's theme. It's Sarah's theme. So you don't get two points. Can you get one for the game? Awesome. (laughs) Let's see. Wait. Can you get one? That's the question. Ah. (laughs) So is this Virtua Fighter 1 or is it Virtua Fighter 2? Because it's one of them. It's Virtua Fighter... Two. Oh. Two. So no points, unfortunately. Ah, uh, you were so close. It's it's hard and it's very Yeah, maybe you, you were you you were you were right on on the series. You were like Virtue Fighter, yes. Not the, the Sarah is not the on one. Uh, right? He is, but it, it, she has a different uh, song, different oh, theme song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, most of them are different, if not all. If, I think if, they if, have. Yeah, if it wasn't like you know, for Street Fighter or King of Fighter, I mean, uh, I <laughs> maybe I would I would uh, bet right because the both Street Fighter and King of Fighter had played uh, almost all of the games, and I knew the mm-hmm. difference between the games. Okay, so here's how it, uh, how we we are right now. We have two points. 
And we have uh, six rounds left. Okay. The final round, round 10, is always a hard question. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you have to play with that. Uh, I think at some point we'll have to go with a hard question as well to make mm -hmm. up for the, the lost points. But what would you like to go with for the next one? Easy or hard? Oh, we'll go hard. No. Hard. Okay, let's go hard. So, ooh, let's go hard. Which one should we go with? Hmm. Ooh. Okay. So, let's go with this one here, right here. So, you, you say you're a Yakuza fan, right? Yes. Have you played all of the games? Almost all. I have not played the Ichiban game. <laughs> so my question here is: In Yakuza Like a Dragon, I, I knew, I knew, I knew something <laughs> of it, and I'm okay. not one hundred percent. Okay. So, in Yakuza Like a Dragon, Ichiban Kasuga's tattoo depicts which animal? I knew it. If I if I had the game physical, <laughs> I would pick up and look at the manual. But I do not have this one physically. I have all the games. Try, the try to remember. Try to remember anything and everything that you've you've seen about this. I think it's a tiger, or a, it's not a. I don't know if they repeat the tattoo with tiger from the Yakuza four and five. But I, I, I don't. I, I, I keep the tiger image on my mind. But I, I'm not one hundred percent sure it's a tiger. Mm -hmm. Either so, is a tiger, mm -hmm. or a stranger animal. I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think it's a mystical animal like. He, like the dragon from Kiryu or a mask from it's not a it's not a dragon it's not a um a mask it's not a fish it's not a a, a buddha it's not a sword a woman's holding a sword it's not. Uh, I, the, so it's the problem uh, with tiger is because tiger is the <laughs> is the is the brother in of uh, uh, Majima friend the, mm -hmm. the from Yakuza four and five, but I think it's a tiger, but I'm not one hundred percent sure. So if I will you go have with to, tiger. If, you will go it's with tiger. tiger. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, final answer: a tiger. A tiger. Okay. It's locked in, right? Yes. No turning back. That's your final Not answer. Now. <laughs> Not now. Not <laughs> now. Okay. So now that it's locked in. 
You said it's not a, a dragon, it's not a fish, it's not a sword. Man, it's not a sword, it's not a mask, yeah. it's not a... Okay, okay. Waterfall. It's not a tiger either. No. It, it is indeed a fish. It's a dragon fish. Dragon fish? So it's like the... This it's like a mystical animal, like the the legend of uh, of a koi fish that swims up to the top of a waterfall and is transformed into a dragon. So it's like a, the in between state between mm. a, a koi fish and a dragon. So that's what. Uh, oh, I saw, I saw it. Not it's kind of interesting because the the main. Tattoo, uh, the main villain of Yakuza is the Kiryu friend, which has the fish that it's a whole mm -hmm. the koi tattoo. And there was the whole idea that he is a koi and Kiryu is the dragon which evolved in it. It's mm -hmm. interesting they went to the dragon, the dragon fish from from for Ichiban. Mm -hmm. I didn't know. Yeah. yeah. Look, uh, I'm looking at it now. And okay. Kind of beautiful. To you know. will never forget it. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of beautiful. Okay. So we're halfway there. Two points. Let's pick it up with the next song. Okay. Okay. Let's take a listen. <laughs> what a, what a emotive Think music. about Sega Saturn games. <laughs> There's no magical question on Saturn. Don't know why this music sounds a lot of a Mickey. <laughs> it's a Mickey-like song. But it's a it's English it's song. Vocals. So it's vocal, it's English. Yeah, Jap Japanese Jap Japanese game is not. It's a Japanese it. game, though. It's I no, will uh, give you that. It's a Japanese game. It's a Sega game. This music, I don't know, but the dream nights into dreams is in my mind. The the stars and and watch on you know, the lyrics sound like mm -hmm. of it, but. Would I, would I repeat the game? Hmm, I don't know. Hmm, I'm not sure. Sega Saturn. The, the most games I like Sega Saturn are obscure and not not so much popular. <laughs> My knowledge is not so much useful on Sega Saturn. So if you had to pick one, what would you go with? Nights into Dreams credit song. <laughs> I would Did go I for that. Game? Maybe I could. I, I would go for that. Nights into yeah. Dreams, and I would bet it's a credit song. Okay. Last song. I don't know if that there is a name of the last song on the game. Mm -hmm. Why would you think this is a credit song? The nor normally songs with lyrics do not keep in the gameplay because can distract the player. Persona was kind of revolutionary to use uh, 
sing songs loud on the gameplay. So uh, I'm not mm-hmm. 100% sure, yeah, but I yeah, don't think good... it's a song from a gameplay. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So I bet it's a credit song. So, Nights into Dreams, the credits theme is your answer. Yes. Unfortunately, no. No. This is called Angels with Burning Hearts from Burning Rangers. Burning Rangers. It's It's not the credits to Burning Rangers either. That's called I Just Smile. It's like a, a slower song. So no points here. So we have four rounds left to to make it up uh, for for you know, for last time. So number seven is a question: easy or hard? hard? And I do think we need to go with hard now. Yes, no, if it's we, hard if we only. want this hard only from now on. Okay, so hard only, hard only. Mm. This nineteen ninety six title was created by... So the, the question here is, what is this game, right, that I'm mm-hmm. speaking about? So okay. this 1996 game, this 1996 title, was created by Sonic Team and features two children, Clarice and Elliot, who try to stop the evil wise men with the help of a mysterious creature by reclaiming the stolen Idias. Stolen what? Idias. A game about two children. I mean, it's 1996, so mm-hmm. it was on the launch title for US Sega Saturn, probably. It's a Sonic Team game, so it's a heavy hitter for a Saturn. <laughs> My bet is... I have not played yet, so I have not 100% sure. I'm between two games, Nights into Dreams and Buzz and Dragoon. Mm-hmm. I think Buzz and Dragoon is 95, because it was on the Japanese launch window, and Sega Saturn is a 95 console. So I would go with Nights into Dreams. And that's your final answer. Yes. No doubts about it. No. I like I like how you're saying no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Your answer is correct. <laughs> yes, two points. The, it is the... Pencil Dragon is not a Sonic Team game, by the way. So it's not it, uh, it for for some is. reason. Pop into my mind, it's like the Sonic team was on it, but nope, nope, not this one. But no, the, the idea a, of a mysterious monster, some, something bugging me, and I thought it's not a it's a monster, it's kind of a not monster, a, like a, yeah, not a monster. Like, uh, I saw a, a mysterious creature, creature, and yeah, I thought it's a mysterious the, the, creature, it's true, it's a creature because this pop into my mind, it's a the dragon is kind of a creature. It's a mysterious. <laughs> there is a brother on the story. I don't remember. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they the, they have like the idias, the the like the globes, yes, of different colors. The idea of courage, 
like like that. So uh, that that's what the game is about. So good job, yes. two points, well done. Awesome. You're still in the game, still in the game. <laughs> Last song. The difficult for, one. Yeah, so it's not difficult. It's it's going to be the same th same as the the previous ones. So let's see if you can tell me. Where Let's this go. is from, where this plays, I think you will be able to tell me. Let's let's take a listen. Daytona. That's that's okay. Excuse me, what? <laughs> to be a challenge, you had to cut the name. Just the beginning, so. The kind, the kind, the kind of difficult to make it difficult. <laughs> so your answer is Daytona, Daytona USA. Do you know the name of the song or where it plays in the game? Let's play on the start menu, <laughs> and the I don't know if to play on the when you're playing. It's an opening theme, and I, I I think it's the name opening theme. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it plays in the game, right? I mean, no, it's play on the when we were running. I don't when you're remember racing? it. Maybe, maybe. But it's a it's called opening team. <laughs> mm -hmm. So that's your final answer. Yes. Right. Anyway. Mm -hmm. And your answer is. Unfortunately, no, it's correct. Yes, yes, it's correct. Two points. Yeah, so you're you're probably even thinking of the like the the playing it in the arcade. And I don't know if you've ever played it on the arcade. Yes, I played in arcade. Yeah, and it's like watching the the attract mode. So two points. That awesome. means you have six points with two rounds left. Two <laughs> questions actually. Uh, if you want to reach 10 points, you have to pick a hard question for the next one. Okay. So if I, really if, I, a... if I answer co correct the hard one and mm. – I oh, know, forget it. I, I, it was a music t uh, question. Yeah. So now, now you have – yeah, that's why you, had, you got two points here. So now you, you can have another two, can get another two points if you okay. give me a correct answer to this next one, okay? To this next mm -hmm. hard question. Okay. So let's think about Sega games again. Okay. Mm -hmm. This is the first game in a series featuring two extraterrestrial rappers who end up crash landing on Earth and going in search of their ship's missing pieces. What am I talking about? It's a Dreamcast game. It's the first game in no, a series a of more game. games. Probably it's not a Dreamcast game. It's not a Dreamcast game, no. It's earlier than that. Okay, okay. I will give you a hint. It's a, a Mega Drive game. It's about two extraterrestrial, two alien rappers who end up crash landing on Earth 
and going in search of their ship's missing pieces. It's Sega published a game. Yes. It's a Sega published and developed game. Yes. Okay. I probably know the game by cover and have seen gameplay, but I have I have almost certain I have I have not played the game. So I had to bet on the on the on the the game by the cover in what I think is like the gameplay. Mm-hmm. So two, bet, two aliens. My two bet, aliens. That's too pretty. Mm, my bet it's a bit of a uh, bit of no, it's a shoe up. You game. you have to look for uh the pieces of a of a a spaceship. Pieces of a spaceship. <laughs> if looking it's for a about, piece of ab- about two aliens, so maybe if if we have to think about a. a a title for the game. Maybe it's the name of those two aliens. I, I, I know the cover of this game, but I don't remember the title. <laughs> um, I will need an answer. I'm going to need an answer. I have no idea. Because I, I, I probably if when when you say the name, I will probably I will say I knew that name, but I have mm-hmm. not played the game and I probably never seen gameplay of it, so okay. I don't remember it. I only have seen the cover on the internet looking for Mega Drive cover games, so okay. I will never know the name. Okay, so you have no. Idea? No. I have no idea. I'm sorry. No idea. So, the answer is Toe Jam and Earl. Toe Jam and Earl. Have you ever heard of this? Toe Jam and Earl. So they. This is a very like iconic. Even the cover is iconic. Like. Um, oh, I it? know. I knew the cover. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I thought they when are people monsters. think of the Mega Drive, they usually think of this game as well. This is one of those games that like that's like iconic. It's yeah. true, even if the, people the, haven't played it. The name look uh, for some reason looked like three names: Toe, Gem, <laughs> and Arrow. Okay, <laughs> it's just two. Okay, so we have one final question. Okay, even though you don't get ten points, but you let's let's go for this one. Let's see if we let's can, go get for eight. It. can get eight. Okay, this is usually a hard challenge, so don't don't feel bad about yourself because this is okay. really hard usually. Okay, so for the final for the final question, and since you played Shenmue, I will answer. I will ask you this question: In the original Shenmue, how much money did Ine-san? Leave out for Rio each day. So every day, she would leave out an envelope with money. Right? Mm-hmm. 
You would leave the house and take the envelope with you. How much money is in it? 100, no. A few things to consider. Every time you, you buy a capsule toy, it's 100 yen each. Uh, every time you play a game uh, in the arcades, it's 100 yen each. So. It's more than 100. And that's what I'll say about this. 500. 500, okay. 500. 500. Are you sure? No. <laughs> but, but that's the almost sure I, I I know it's more than 100. And I'm okay. pretty sure it's less than 1,000. Okay. So I it's I would say it's needed 500 or 200. My two bets. Mm-hmm. I will go. I will change. I will go to 200. Don't do it. Don't change. Change is good, don't, but don't the... change. Don't change. I will not change. <laughs> I will go 500. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, a... I'm, I'm a 90. <laughs> Percent sure it's more than 100 and less than 1000. Okay, so your answer is 500. Yes, that's it. 500. Why change? No, because I I, I knew, (laughs) as I said, I knew it's between 100 and less than 1000. Because you could not do everything with the money. So I knew it's not neither of those. So it's in yes. between. And okay. this in between, for some reason, <laughs> kept it in my mind. So it's not a lot. So it cannot be more than 1,500. Yes. So but, yeah. So, it, you know, usually this is a question that many people uh, get wrong when I ask them. They usually go for like more, like a uh, thousand or five thousand. I, I think like it's that. because the val- the value of the yens, yens. Yes. When you, when you are seeing something dollars, yens are, are always like one thousand, one hundred thousand yeah. for <laughs> what's like one hundred dollars. Yeah. So people tend to go with that. And my, it's, my, it's a game set in 1986 as well, which... So the value, the money value probably. is very different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But good job, good job. So eight points, which is a very good score, I have to say, Gabriel, because my My, my fear, hard. When, when you say it's a shame movie, my fear was you talking about something lore-wise of the game, like what were the four... Pillars of the the four wood, the four wood, <laughs> because the also oh, forgot the name, the the main villain, the Landy, Landy. The, there are other three like him from the okay. Shalu. The two men, yeah, yes. There, the the names are kind of uh, <laughs> deep lore of Shimway <laughs> because they are not seen on the basic yeah, game. They yeah. are so I, I usually don't go so deep. I uh, and it's it, it's hard even without going that deep. So Gabriel, so before we we go, before I let you go, um, I have one last question that I ask everyone. But before that last question, I wanted to know: Are there any 
plans for future Saturn games. So people can obviously uh, get uh, Red Moon, Lost Days, and uh, they can get the, the Lighthouse of uh, game as well. Yes. Uh, they can get it by going to the each.io page that we will link to in the show notes. Yes. But are there any plans for future uh, games for the Saturn or any other platforms? Ever since I published Red Moon Lost Days, which was the which was on, on January thirty one this year, I had been kind of relieved from the this work. I I I don't know if I have a talk that about if anyone anyone on the internet but red moon of april and red moon lost day was a everyday project for almost two years i have worked almost every day on these two games wow i had a schedule that uh, every day after work i will work one true two hours on this game so it's a uh, everyday project from almost four years some the two games development cycle so ever since i finished i joke that i will never make a saturn game that saturn <laughs> game again because of the the hard work but it's mm -hmm. not true i love sega saturn today up today is my favorite console I have mm -hmm. said on the first block of the podcast that Sakura Wars 2 is my favorite game of all times and the Sega Saturn is my favorite console. I tend to conflict between Saturn and Dreamcast because I think the Dreamcast has better games than Saturn overall because of the, mm -hmm. the, the library, if you... If you compare the two of them, I think the Dreamcast is has a better library. But I like Saturn. But I would say my favorite console is Dreamcast uh, and Sega Saturn. Okay. The the two of one the same level. So that had hinted that my next retro project will probably be a Dreamcast game. Nice. I like Dreamcast a lot and I have never made a game for it. And I know I have friends who developing for Sega Saturn, one of my friends. I I don't know if you have ever talked to him. It's he runs the Titan company. He makes the engine to make Sega Saturn uh, Dreamcast games. He he's in he's coordinate a huge Sega page on Brazil on Facebook and other social media platforms called Sega Ultimate. Oh, he's very famous. On, Excellent. And he's he had make an engine for make Sega Saturn games, and I know that Sega Saturn has a huge uh, new game uh, community bigger than Saturn. Mm -hmm. So I would like to try, but I'll, I um, I am hundred percent sure it will not be my next project. After Red Last Day, I start studying three D three D game development. I'm studying 
Unreal Engine 5. And I'm I will I my next big project game will be a first person shooter game inspired by Doom 2016 and Metroid Prime. It's a shooter okay. platform game in a 3D shooter platform game. But after that, I would like to make a game for for Dreamcast. But I am not sure if I... On the next years, I would like to make a Sega Saturn game. Because I think I make two of the games I want to make for the Saturn. A Mystery Vision Novel and the RPG with the Red Moon Lost Days. For me, making games for the retro console is more like the story I want to tell than just to make a game for the console. Mm-hmm. But uh, the Dreamcast is kind of something on my on my horizon, mainly because I know if I make a Sega Saturn game and publish on the web, more people will reach it, mainly because from all, all the CD console games, the Dreamcast has the more accessible uh, ODE, the GDMU, because of the piracy of the hardware. Yeah, yeah. It's more mm-hmm. accessible. You can bought a, G, a GDMU on the AliExpress, these Chinese imported sites, very cheap. So from Brazil perspective and and world perspective it's more it's more asset it's more accessible than each other ODEs on the market so the, it's cheaper to had uh, to had a console that can run uh, CD games on mm-hmm. the SD drive so yeah. making game for it would be easier for everyone to it would, have it the would game reach more people to reach more people because I know for sure that almost half of the downloads I had on the Red Moon games was from emulators, uh, because of the the feedback I get. So I would like to make a game that people can play on the older consoles. And the CD era is the best of them because they can burn the CD. They can. It's a cheaper media than cartridge. Cartridge is kind of hard. The, the Everdrive is kind of um, do the middle ground, but the CD is cheaper even. So I would like to make a game from Dreamcast, which is a console I still love. All the Sekiro Wars games are on it. My favorite Resident Evil is on it, the Code Veronica. Code Veronica, one. yeah. Mm-hmm. The, I, one of the games I like, I, I will I have thought to my friends that uh, it's not for our, for my Sega Saturn project game, just to be clear, but I would like to make a game, a 3D game based on Shenmue. Not based, but inspired by like a Shenmue-like mm-hmm. game, but uh, on Brazil, on a small country. The oh, Brazil has a nice. lot of small cities, this yeah. uh, less than 1,000 people see this and it's a very good setting of it and I have said to my friend I will eventually make a Shenmue inspired game 
on Brazil and a mystery, something like that. And I kept that ever since. And Shimui is a series I like a lot. And I probably want to make a Dreamcast game just to have this on my resume. <laughs> like I have made a game for a Yeah, Dreamcast. for sure. For sure. Yeah. There's a big community, so there will be a lot of yes. support and and yes. uh, and I have I have get some feedback. feedback. I had get feedback from people who already developed from the set from the Dreamcast, saying that, that it's not that hard. It's a very mm-hmm. welcome uh, platform to develop for. Mm-hmm. So I would like this easy route for retro game development. I do not intend to to be more in more <laughs> years of painful to make a simple game. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Very good. So, Gabriel, uh, people will definitely check out uh, Red Moon Lost Days and uh, your other games uh, following the link in the show notes. We have one final question, which is always the same one. Uh, in the US, I don't know if you know this, but Sega advertised the Sega Genesis of the Mega Drive that was called the Genesis over there. Mm-hmm. They advertised it as having blast processing. <laughs> they said that it was it made it faster than the competition, more powerful. So my question is always the this same one, last question. If you could add blast processing to anything in the world, what would it be and why? Mm. That's a good question. Something to make it more powerful and faster. <laughs> That's a tough final question because there's a lot of things I would like to add. Blast anything, to. anything. I really would like a blessing processor for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, <laughs> I have not said that. The Nintendo Switch is a console that I, ever since its launch, I had this the on my mind that I need a Switch. Uh, I'm my Nintendo background is mainly portables. I have a thought that I have told that the my childhood game console was Game Boy Advance, but later I had the on the time the Nintendo DS. Uh, I I not had the 3DS at the time, but I had later. And Nintendo Portals was port portables was a thing for me. And I had a switch from and from almost two months. I had ever since the launch I had this wanted one, but I have only bought one in the past three months. And I would say a, a blast processing on it would make it probably the best console on the generation because <laughs> it, sure. it's so it's so good they they, they have uh, the nintendo had uh, made it so much things right but only the hardware so if the hardware could run the 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 generation piece the latest for games the right. latest games uh, good it would make the the literally the best console on the generation it's yes. it's just add a blast processing on it with just 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 add blast processing yet it, it's enough it's enough the, they had made uh, so much things right on it uh, 
<laughs> just a blast processing to make the <laughs> process bladder with, with uh, what solve a, everything. What a, what, a, what a turn of events. Blast processing on Nintendo console to make it the best <laughs> console yet. <laughs> would be awesome. Sega and Nintendo joining hands. The, the, the next, imagine the next console, because there is a next Nintendo Switch probably in the next year. Imagine probably. on the launch, they said this, the word blast processing. They said, <laughs> we have a, a funny commercial saying they, they have talked to the Sega, to the Sega engineers to make a better Switch. And now we had this... <laughs> Nintendo with blast processing would be amazing. <laughs> Nintendo hired this man. <laughs> yes, this is this idea is genius. So hire this man. <laughs> <laughs> very good, Gabriel. Thank you very much for for coming on the Sega Lounge. It was really nice to talk to you to get to know you a little bit more, and uh, hopefully you can come back to talk about your next. Dreamcast Saturn project. I'm I'm really looking forward to that Shenmue inspired game as well. It it will be Brazil, probably Brazil. It will be probably uh, take your time take before your time. the 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 Dreamcast game <laughs> because uh, okay. it's a 3D game. So uh, I'm more intense when I make the next two years to do more 3D games because it's something like I would love to do for the older console. 3D games, but it's kind of hard, so mm -hmm. I do not intend to to punch the wall so much <laughs> on that way. <laughs> but if I can make a new game uh, heavily inspired by the these old classic 3D games for the Sega uh, Saturn and Dreamcast, I would love to do so. So. Mm -hmm. That's the idea, and we'll be here. We'll be here for you, for you when you when you have a new one to come back and, and talk about it, for sure. <laughs> so thank you very much for coming. Thank thank you so much for the invitation. It was uh, amazing to to do this podcast. I I love to talk about Sega and the and what what inspired me because I think it it's talking about what you about these things that make other people want to do it. For sure. Hopefully people people listening to us here as well are inspired to create their own games, right? If it literally one person would be inspired uh, hearing this podcast, will be all worth, worth it. Mm -hmm. It's very nice that you have a podcast like this when people who develop games can talk develop games or or related projects for older older video games can talk about so their passion can be shared so can reach other people and make them know that their passion can be materialized in projects i think that's a, a very good thing about the retro games podcast that talk about the the stories behind the people. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Thank you. Thank you for the kind words. Yes, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> okay. Gabriel, thank you very much. Uh, I appreciate very, very much.
Red Moon Lost Days as well as Red Moon of April are available to download on itch.io and you can find a link to the Saturn game on the show notes. Thank you to Gabriel for joining me this week on The Lounge and I can't wait to play a potential Brazilian Shenmue. Thank you as well for listening to this week's show. The Sega Lounge returns next week as we dive into the world of virtual reality in a very special episode dedicated to C-Smash VRS. Join us then to have a blast. Have a great week, enjoy some Sega games, and I'll see you all next time. Bye-bye. The Sega Lounge, hosted by me, KC, and part of Radio Sega's network of live shows and podcasts. Theme song and incidental music by OSC. Find them at opusciencecollective.bandcamp.com. Got any suggestions? Drop me an email to podcast at thesegalounge.com. Find us at The Sega Lounge on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find previous episodes of the show by going to thesegalounge.com and wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. A Mixed On Productions podcast.